Hello, everybody. We are back. That's right, everybody. The Couch Potato Podcast is back with all new episodes. We decided to take a couple months off to kind of recharge the batteries a little bit, enjoy the holiday season with our friends and family, do all the Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's stuff, you know, get that all out of the way. But we are back with brand new episodes that we're going to start dropping to you each and every Tuesday. So be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on new episodes. Pretty excited to be back and to join me on our return episode, friend of the podcast and fellow wrestling fanatic Will comes by to talk about the potential WWE sale who we think could potentially buy the company. A lot of speculation on that right now, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And the big topic of today's episode is, it is in fact Royal Rumble season. That's coming up on January 29th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But we're going to give you guys and gals our top five favorite Royal Rumble matches of all time. We're going to take those choices, throw them into a big pot, and try to come up with the definitive top five greatest Royal Rumble matches of all time. So, coming up next, the Couch Potato Podcast. All right, and we are back with a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. And on today's show, we're talking a little wrestling. And quite a bit of uh, wrestling news going on since we last talked to you guys and gals in November. And... To join me to discuss all things professional wrestling is the magnificent Will. I couldn't think of another adjective to throw at you at the time, but Will's back on the show, so how's it going, man? I'm all right, man. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. Uh, as we record this at 9.16, I was a little upset by the Jaguars and Chiefs game. I lost some money on that, but we're not going to talk about that today. Um, but uh, yeah, quite a bit of... Uh, Stuff going on in the world of professional wrestling since November. Uh, AEW and WWE had successful pay-per-views, uh, especially with AEW. There was uh, no media scrum where uh, the champion calls out the vice presidents of the company, and there's not a post-fight or post-pay-per-view fight in their locker room, so that was awesome. Uh, WWE Survivor Series was really good. Uh, things were kind of quiet for a little bit until – Earlier this month, when Vince McMahon decides to make his triumphant return to the board of directors, and he's coming back to initiate a sale of the company. At least that's the rumor, a sale or to help negotiate the media rights. So uh, what are your thoughts on the potential WWE sale, since that's kind of like the big story. It's kind of overshadowing WWE right now. I think it's very crazy. Excuse me. I think it's crazy that it's even going to go down and happen. And, you know, like we said, I don't know who's who's going to go to specifically. I think it could go to NBC just because they have like a strong relationship with the WWE already as is. But then again, I think this might have been like an ultimate ploy for Vince McMahon to get back into the WWE. So I could see him selling to somebody that he's already had like a strong relationship with, such as the Saudis. And rumors is that that does go down. It would turn the company private and they would just have full total control. And I could definitely see them doing that just so Vince could be back in the position that he was in before. Yeah, prior. yeah that makes some sense. I mean, like, uh, well, early on when Vince came back, this happened like very early in January that uh, he had announced to the board he was coming back. Uh, you've seen some resignations happen on the board, including the uh, – guy that led the investigation when Vince got caught 
you know, paying out all these uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault claims against him. Uh, that gentleman resigned, and then uh, later on in the evening, his own daughter, who was the co-CEO in Vince's absence, decided to resign as well, which mm-hmm. had kind of raised some red flags, like, hey, what, what's going on here? And then uh, somebody on Twitter uh, decided uh, to run with a story that the Saudi Investment Fund had agreed in principle to a sale with the WWE to buy a controlling interest in the company, and the internet run with it, which they always do. I mean, you know, everything on the internet's true, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a story. I sure as hell believed it that night. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I, I, a part of me believed it. I, I was like, man, is this for real? Because I was under the impression that Vince was working behind the scenes mm-hmm. and basically like, okay, I'm back. I've been working on this deal since I was gone. Here it is. That's what I thought had happened. And, like, I even texted you and I said, you know, it makes me wonder if he hadn't been working behind the scenes to basically either sell it to them outright and just be done with it or whether he was working to get them to become, like, the major investor in the company so him and them could possibly control the company together then he's back in charge, but... Then they hired a J.P. Morgan, who's like kind of an investment firm that helps these companies like work out sales. And uh, like the more I got to reading about, it, the more I got thinking about it. Like, why would you bring in a company to help with the sale of a company, like to sell your company, and then just okay, first person that offers me what I'm looking for, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. I mean, if I was selling a company and I had a lot of potential investors, I would see. Oh, hey, you know, like, hey, listen, Mr. NBC Comcast, Saudis are offering me like seven and a half. You know, could you possibly go higher? <laughs> Start a bidding war, you know. That's what I would do to try to get the maximum dollar. So, uh, But, hey, but I, <clears throat> I'll say this, though. Because over the past week, I don't know if it's going to happen, but still, a lot of traction has been going on, going along with Tony Khan acquiring the WWE. And I know they were saying they don't want to blow the whole Khan fortune on just them acquiring the WWE. So they were saying maybe they would partner up with somebody, another promotion, which I think would be pretty cool because AEW already has good relations with other promotions as is. Cause yeah. Think about it. you see impact guys, you see new Japan guys, so I could easily see them somebody hopping in and being like, Hey, WWE's involved, like we can make that happen. Like, well, he actually came yeah. out in an interview this week and said that they there was interest there, mm-hmm. and then, which I mean, I, I don't think it will happen because I think that at the end, I think. I mean, they have the money to buy it, but I think it's just like, okay, how much is too much for a company that already owns somebody? Mm-hmm. Like a wrestling promotion. Like how much is too much, even though it is like the the wrestling company to own? Yeah. I mean, how much is too much? But, I mean, the fact that he came out and said himself there's interest, I mean, that's that's very intriguing. Although... I personally am not a fan of them buying them unless they allow the WWE to be its own separate company. Okay. And see, I was thinking about that, and I was like, 
if like like they would be under them, but they would be like a branch off. And I was like, would they do that and still keep that, keep them PG, just to you know keep that crowd entertained and whatnot? So, so I, I was thinking about that. Well, I think, I think that the WWE should loosen up a little bit, but at the end of the day, their primary audience is kids. Yeah. And realistically, like, you don't really have to cater to the adult, the hardcore crowd, because, like, well, basically, if you're catering to kids, you've got a constant stream of fans coming in. Like, for like me as an example, I have an 11-year-old son who got into professional wrestling because I was into it. And I had kind of lost, you know, interest in, in it for a while. But then when he started showing interest in it, that's when I got back into it. So then who's to say that, like, he's kind of at that age now where he's starting to lose a little bit of interest in it, but he's also close to being a teenager where they've got other things that draw their attention. But, you know, when he becomes, you know, a parent of his own and his kid, like, catches him watching wrestling one day, then boom, whole new set of fans coming in. So, I mean, it's always like that, like Disney, you know, like, or – shit, anything that appeals to kids, like, there's always that constant fan base. It's always cycling in. So, I I think that it would probably work to their benefit to kind of keep it where they're at. I mean, don't, definitely don't go into the Attitude Era. As much as hardcore fans like us would like to see that, I don't think that's really the way to go to get, like, a six-year-old kid. To, well, actually, it probably would be if you see, like... The world's too soft for that. <laughs> right now, it'd be up in arms. If that shit came back, I'd be on cloud nine, but everybody would be so fucking offended. It'd be nuts. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, you know, they've got steady stream of advertisers, so, I mean, there's really no need for them to become more uh, adult-oriented to cater to a certain crowd. But the thing I'm afraid of with Tony Khan buying WWE is the fact that they would create essentially a monopoly of wrestling in North America. I mean, impact is impact, but uh, it's like I, when we tried to record this episode last week and it failed miserably, uh, I liken professional wrestling to fast food restaurants. Like obviously the WWE is McDonald's and AEW would be like Taco Bell or Subway, like a very big prominent chain, but not quite on the level of McDonald's. And then, you know, impact is kind of like rallies or checkers, you know, like they do the job and they're good, but like, you know, I'm not going to be, that's not the first place I'm going to seek out a burger is going to rallies. Although the big Buford is pretty tasty, (laughs) but you know, you know what I mean? Like, and I think when they started focusing on the ring of honor stuff, and AEW, I think AEW started to suffer because of it. Because it was getting bogged down with like, okay, instead of having three championships, now you've got what? They had the Ring of Honor t- title. You had the television title. They had the pure title from Ring of Honor on top of the TNT title and the AEW World Championship. It just got to be too much. And that's what I'm afraid of if they bought them, unless they let them run as their own Standalone company, you're not trying to get dream matches like 
you know, Hangman Adam Page versus Seth Rollins, which would be cool to see, but maybe save that for like a very special occasion. But like, it's something I don't want to see all the time. And that's what I'm afraid will happen. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I mean, I know you, you spoke that you kind of hope that the cons buy them. Uh, I know there's been speculation. There's the Saudi Investment Fund. Endeavor has been mentioned. Uh, those are the guys that own the guys and gals that own UFC. Disney has been rumored, which I think that's a good possibility with them owning Hulu. You know, you could sell Hulu subscriptions based on the fact that you've got WWE programming. Uh, but I think the front runners got to be Comcast. They already have the streaming rights to the premium live events. They've got the catalog, which used to be the WWE Network. They've got a relationship with them right now, which dates back to the 80s with Saturday night's main event. Now Raw is on uh, USA, which is owned by Comcast. Uh, So, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Who are you thinking? Like I said, I'm I'm thinking maybe uh, Comcast. Probably right, because like you said, they got Peacock. I mean, yeah, Peacock and WWE Network is on there, and why not? I mean, easily put, you can easily put SmackDown back on Fox. I mean, back on NBC. And I read a story a couple days ago where uh, Fox has lost well over $300 million in the last two years from SmackDown, from what they paid. So I don't really see Fox really making a strong push to re-up to get it. I wonder what that what the cause of that was. Like, is it just people aren't tuning in to Fox, or what is that? Well, I think just TV viewing habits have changed in general. I mean, people Friday just don't night. watch. Watching television is not appointment television. Like, appointment gathering time, like, you know, as an example, uh, my wife is into the Real Housewives shows. Uh, she doesn't make it a point like, yeah. I, but she doesn't make it a point to, like, okay, it's Wednesday night. The Real Housewives of, I don't know, fucking Cincinnati, Ohio, <laughs> is on at, like, 8 o'clock. I have to be home by 8 o'clock to watch this. Like, she tapes them, and then, I mean, there's times where she'll, like, miss – out on a week or two and then like just watch like two or three in a row. That's just how TV viewing habits are now. And mm-hmm. it's on Friday night, which usually that's the night of the week that Saturday that, you know, a lot of people are coming off work weeks. Not really like, I don't want to park in front of the TV. I've done that throughout the week. Anyways, I want to go out and like go out to dinner or to a movie or, you know, whatever. So I think just people's, habits in general have changed over the years, so. That's why I think SmackDown needed to go back to Thursday. That's the SmackDown I know. Thursday night SmackDown. Well, the only problem with, uh, I think with running on Thursday nights is the same thing with, like, Raw is, I think, hurt by the fact it goes up against Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. And I don't that's think. It. That's only for a period of time, though. Yeah, it was just like, but do you want your whole audience like for from September through late December for both your shows to be affected by the NFL? Well, I can tell you from this past year's Thursday night games, 
I think they would have survived. Oh. <laughs> if I were Amazon, I'd be like, man, you guys, I need some money back. You guys gave me some straight fucking dogs this year. Because <laughs> those games sucked. I didn't even watch some shit when I was at work. I turned them on. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to work. I was expecting on some of them games to preempt it and just, like, throw on, like, the mean machine against, like, the prison guards from the longest yard. I mean, that would have been a much better game than some of that shit. Yeah, that, that shit was bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, I just... But, I don't know, like, I, so we're in agreement. Like, we both think Comcast is most likely going to be the winner. Yeah, like it just like I said, man, it makes too much sense. Yeah. And like I said, especially you have Peacock and you have the WWE network on there. It's already established. Why not just wrap up the whole package and put the bow on top of it? That's what it is. Well, well, on this show though, we don't call Peacock normally Peacock. We call it the cock. Yeah, the cock. Yeah. <laughs> The cock's going to throw around some cash by the WWE. Is that what we're thinking? <laughs> the cock. <laughs> Sling out. Cock's going to spit out $8 billion for the WWE rights. They could. Well, yeah, I know they, they closed uh, on Friday. Their stock prices were eighty eight sixty nine a share. And oh. I've read that they were rumored to be going between, I think it was like six. Not, Dave Meltzer had a report couple weeks ago uh, that they were hoping to get eight and a half million dollars for for the company I think I don't think they're gonna get quite that much but I would easily see it being somewhere between like the very high sixes and low sevens hmm. because you know sports programming some people are gonna argue that professional wrestling is not a sport I will Beg to differ, but we'll save that argument for another day. It's still live competition, and yes. there's a market for that because it's pretty much DVR proof. Not as much as like the NFL or you know NBA or you know major sports, but I mean, for me, if I'm going to watch wrestling, whether it be AEW or WWE, I want to watch it live because as soon as you find out what happens, the interest to watch it. It's kind of not as much. So there's always going to be a market for it. Plus, it's a profitable company. I mean, they've turned profits. Geez, even during the pandemic, they were making money. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I can see that happening. What? The six, high six, low seven figure? Yeah. Because I don't see it going any higher because it's, you know, that'd just be kind of ridiculous. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like the product is, like I said, it's not worth that much, but. No, I, I don't think they're worth what a, a, a streamer or like a network would pay for, like, you know, the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, hockey, whatever. But, I mean, there's still a market for it, and it's still live entertainment. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is, and it's. I don't know. I don't even know if like you'd say like if it like specifically grew. Like I'm, I'm talking like fan base wise to for them to bring in more money. Because I don't know for some reason I feel like it grew and then it went back down and then it grew again and then it, it shrunk up again. 
Well, so they've like, actually, their live, like, the live gates have been, like, they pretty much have sold out WrestleMania. There's not a single match announced for that. Fucking crazy still to me. I don't understand what the hell's going on with that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, WrestleMania sold out. I just read a report from uh, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful.com that uh, the live gate for uh, the Raw show that they had in Cincinnati on Monday mm-hmm. was the best they've had in a few years. And then uh, I don't rem- I don't know where SmackDown was at. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but uh, really? that <laughs> – what yep. I saw on WrestleMania, they were saying that. It was like, man, they was like, that Cincinnati show was fucking awful. It was just all over the place. There were matches that didn't need to go down. There was a lot of squash matches. They were on that shit again. I was like, damn. I was like, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, product on television aside, I mean, they still made a shit ton of money that they hadn't made mm-hmm. on you know that market in a while. So, I mean... They're throwing it out there, and it's it's raking in money. So, the thing with the sale, though, is, uh, and this is going to get into our main topic of the day, is uh, right now the WWE is what, and what I like to call their playoff season. It's the build to WrestleMania. You've got the Royal Rumble coming up, which leads into WrestleMania, and I think that the sale has kind of overshadowed that because I I have not super amped for any like the Royal Rumble right now because I just don't really haven't been paying attention to the build because all this outside shit's going on mm-hmm. so which uh speaking of the Royal Rumble our topic for today is uh we are going to give you our top five best Royal Rumble matches of all time now we're not talking about the total pay-per-view we're just talking about the Royal Rumble match itself what we think are the five best Royal Rumble matches of all time. So, uh, before we uh, kick this off, uh, what was the first Royal Rumble uh, pay-per-view that you watched? Uh, To be honest with you, it would probably be somewhere... It was one of the Ruthless Aggression era ones. I know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. Because I ended up like it wasn't on or nothing. Like I ended up catching it like on you know, people used to get on YouTube back in the day, just type in stuff and I'd be like, oh, somebody uploaded the whole match on here and I checked it out that way. It was one of those. Uh, not don't remember what year specifically it was, but that's how I ended up watching because like I said before in previous episodes, I didn't have the luxury of uh ordering pay-per-views because I was a kid and I had no fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> So now that times have changed, I have I'm able I'm fortunate to enough to see that. So that that's how I've watched it. But I couldn't tell you what year it is. I know for me, uh, I uh, lived my mom and my brother and I live with my grandparents. Uh, and uh, my grandpa is a huge wrestling fan. He's the reason why I I like it so much. And I remember we got something in the mail from our old cable company that says, hey, we're going to offer the Royal Rumble on pay-per-view. And I was like, man, I got, I got to see the Royal Rumble. Because they had set this was 1992, and they had set up, like, uh, Hogan and The Undertaker fought at the Survivor Series, and the t- Taker won the belt kind of nefariously. Ric Flair helped him out. So then they did that 
that fucking cheap pay-per-view ploy the this Tuesday in Texas where they had the rematch. And then eventually Jack Tunney, the president, said, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to vacate the title. And they made the Royal Rumble for the WWE title. So I'm like, fuck, I got to see this. I can't wait for it to come out on video. I have to see this. And then they said that the cable company said, hey, we're going to have, we're going to offer this on pay-per-view. First time they'd ever done that. So I'm like, well, this is going to be an easy sell. So I just went to my grandfather and said, hey, Royal Rumble is going to be on pay-per-view. We can watch it at home. So he just basically said, all right, let's go. <laughs> so we drove down to our cable company, and they made you get this little filter, which is probably – it's a, a little bit bigger than a syringe. Like, you know, when you have to, like, give, like, uh, like the little – syringes like the fake the plastic ones like if you had to take like penicillin or something or when you were a kid just the little plastic ones they give you at the pharmacy a little mm-hmm. bit bigger than that you screwed it into the back of where your cable went into had to pay like a $50 deposit plus the price of the pay-per-view and then they gave you your money back when uh you turned the filter in so you weren't trying any shady shit like trying to get like the porn channels or the pay-per-view movies but does it does it look like a little a little screw yeah, it looks I'm, like I'm it's a right now. it's a male and female, uh, like yeah, it looks like a little screw, and it's got like a a black tip at the top. It looks, it looks rubber or something like that. Yeah, this was like metal, and it looked like it didn't even do anything. It just looked like it looked like you just paid them the like the price of pay per view, and like they just made you hook up this fucking ridiculous looking contraption to the back of your cable box, <laughs> just so they get fifty bucks. And they would bank on somebody not bringing it back. <laughs> but Man, that times have fucking changed. Yeah, then like a couple of years, like they did that for a good straight year, and then like I remember one day they made us get a new cable box, and then like you could just push a button and order that shit, and then like the rest was history. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no more stupid ass fucking filter thing. It's just hey, here you go. Just press a button, we'll bill it to your cable. And that got me in some trouble, but for ordering shit I shouldn't be, but we'll save that for another episode. Um, but, like, are, are you a fan of the Royal Rumble match itself? I mean, you like Battle Royals. Uh, where would it rank amongst your favorite events that the WWE puts on a year? I like, I like them. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite one. Simply because there's been a lot of them that had just been straight dog shit. <laughs> it was like the fucking winner. You're just like, are you fucking serious right now? There's well, been a lot of them like that. Well, let me rephrase but, the question. Is it like, in terms of like when the event's coming around the corner, like, is this the WWE event that you're like, where would it rank in I terms of? Excited? Yeah, I get excited for it. I'll say that because I know this is the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. And, my favorite, my favorite event. I don't know why. It's just I like the Elimination Chamber. I just, I just like that match. So that's why I get forward to. I'm like, okay, Royal Rumble's coming it's right around the corner. This is gonna lead us right in the Elimination Chamber, and then right on the WrestleMania. So bring it on. So yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, this is usually the event I'm most excited for on the WWE calendar every year. I've always been a sucker for the Battle Royal anyways. I don't know what it is, but I think it's just like sometimes you would see like people that you normally wouldn't see 
potentially face off. Like I remember 1990, uh, you had never seen it before, but uh, you had uh, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, who were the two biggest names in wrestling, period. They squared off against each other in the Royal Rumble. Now, granted, they did some that fucking stupid move, and I don't understand what the point of it is. 40, you know, 40-some years I've been a wrestling fan. I've never understood the crisscross where one guy will run up and down and then the other guy will run east to west. And then, like, usually somebody will drop down. I've never understood the whole point of that move, but Hogan and the Warrior did it, and I was so fucking pumped up that, like, okay, they're going to they're gonna fight. And it was just stuff like that, you know. And then, like, now with the Royal Rumble, as it's evolved, they've kind of made it to where it's – is there, like, a, a, a big name from the past coming back? You try to speculate who do you think is going to win. Like, I was texting uh, Lucas uh, from the show – texting him uh, today who uh, we think could possibly win this year's upcoming Royal Rumble. Uh, so, yeah, just, it's fun to speculate. And like you said, it's the road to WrestleMania. It's like you know that you're going to get the biggest – like you're two months away from getting the biggest possible matchups that you possibly can get. Mm-hmm. And I kind of liken it to uh, – it's like having – the Avengers uh, Infinity War leading into Endgame. It's like that every year if you're a wrestling fan. Yeah. It's just that anticipation that you felt. If you're a Marvel fan, which we are here at the show, it's just like having that feeling every single year at this time. So that's kind of what I always like about it. Are you happy with this year, even though we kind of know who the hell might win the damn thing? Well, I have two schools of thought. Is uh, they announced that Cody Rhodes is going to be in the Royal Rumble, which I think kind of shortchanges them a little bit because I think it would have been a lot cooler if like it was a surprise. Because I think now that you have announced Cody as the winner, it's like okay, you almost expect him to win. So it makes me wonder if like is there something bigger? Like that, they're keeping a surprise. Yes, and I'm a. I can actually answer that question with confidence and say yes, because where I get my wrestling news and information from, the reason why they are so loosely passing that around, giving him the promos and stuff, saying that Cody Rhodes is coming back, because WWE has stated and quoted and said we are confident enough that we have other big surprises. That won't hinder this. So I'm like, okay, so we might see some shit. <laughs> uh, Lucas was, uh, during the only possible thing that I, person that I can think of that would be a, that is feasible enough to win the Royal Rumble and headline WrestleMania in Los Angeles is The Rock. Yeah, I think he might come back. Because uh, truth be told, if it's not Cody, I think anybody outside of the Rock's a disappointment. You think so? Yeah, I mean, unless it's like, I don't know, if unless like it's Steve Austin, but even Steve Austin, I mean, just did WrestleMania last year. So I don't really see them mm-hmm. putting him in that match. Uh, so, I mean, I, th- I think it, it, it has to be the Rock. Because I, I, I think 
if if it's if we don't get anybody, I think that something something's gonna go down in the match. And that's what's gonna be like, oh shit, that's crazy. I can't believe that happened. I think something like that's gonna happen if somebody big doesn't come back. Because I'm trying to look at it from the point of view, the hardcore fan of me, I think the best logical choice to do this is Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble. And then you go into Sami and the uh, Roman at WrestleMania. I think the hardcore fan of me, that's the match that I want to see. But you're not selling Peacock Network. You're not selling tickets to WrestleMania to hardcore fans. You're trying to fill a stadium for like... Maybe. I saw a video last night about... Roman and Sammy. Sammy was trying to dab Roman up, and he looked at him like, nah. Yeah, well, I mean, so, like I said, like I think personally, I think that's the best story to lean into, but I'm yeah. looking at it from a business point of view. Like, is this going to be – is this – is Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn a WrestleMania matchup? And it's not. Hmm. I mean, like if this was leading up to like SummerSlam or Survivor Series, yes, perfectly fine. And plus, like, they are kind of leaning into the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn reuniting anyways. Yeah. Because it just, like, it's the way SmackDown ended last night. I, you guys got plenty of time, so I'm not really spoiling anything. But the end of it was uh, they had the contract signing for Kevin Owens and Roman at uh, for Royal Rumble. And then, like, Kevin Owens comes out of the crowd, stuns Roman, beats up the Usos and Solo, and then leaves when he sees Sammy coming. Sammy gets there too late. And now their uh, Monday Night Raw, the 30th anniversary episode, was supposed to be a uh, the acknowledgement of the Tribal Chief, but now it's the trial of Sammy Zayn. Is, uh, the big pr- uh, program It's going to be on the 30th Monday Night Raw. So I think Sammy's going to end up being in something with Kevin Owens against, I think it's either going to be against the Usos or it's going to be the Usos and Solo against Kevin, Sammy, and somebody else. I think that is going to happen because uh, I believe I, I can see Sami Zayn and Kevin being a tag team. I see them beating and taking the belts off of them. Well, I know that we're trying to split them up. I keep hearing that, so I don't know if that's going to be the one to happen or is it going to happen before that. Well, I, I don't think you tease the Kevin Owens stuff so much if the end game is yeah. Sammy versus Roman. Yeah. So I don't think, you know, you could have easily pivoted to uh, the Roman-Drew McIntyre rematch at Royal Rumble. You could have given Sheamus a title shot at – because Sheamus is super hot right now, so you could have easily sold out as the main event for the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. But no, they pivoted to Kevin Owens and Roman. So, as much as I think, storyline wise, it would be awesome to see Sammy versus Roman. I don't think it's a WrestleMania main event. Because mm-hmm. I'm just looking at it purely from I'm trying to sell as much like subscriptions to Peacock. I'm trying to sell you know tickets to WrestleMania, which pretty much almost sold out. But I'm sure there's still some tickets left. You're doing that with The Rock and Roman Reigns. You're not doing that with Roman and Sammy. So. But we'll find out, though. It's uh, Royal Rumble's uh, next Saturday. 
at 8 p.m. I'm still trying to get used to these 8 o'clock Saturday night pay-per-views. Which I think that's going to be the norm for them going forward. I think they're running everything on Saturdays now, except for WrestleMania, which is Saturday and Sunday. I kind of miss the the, the Sunday. Yeah, the Sunday. so do I. I see why they're doing the Royal Rumble on Saturday because they don't want to go up against the uh, NFL title games. Which, okay. Truth be told, I used to love it when they did that because my whole fucking day would be football, football, the Royal Rumble. Like yeah, I was booked all day. Okay. Like. Hey, if you want me to do anything, you better best book me for Saturday because Sunday comes around. I'm not doing fucking shit. I'm going to order yeah, some junk food. Yeah, I'm ordering junk food. I'm going to watch fucking wrestling and football all day. It, it, it built up. Like, it built up to it. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching football. Got to get to this other game. Then we get to change gears. I'm watching wrestling now. Yeah, I, I, think, I, like I think the WWE started to pivot away from that once uh, the NFL started running the title games later in the day. It used to be one and four. Now, like, I believe the one title game starts at, like, 3.30, and then the other one's going to be at, like, 6, 6.30. So it's going to basically bleed into the Royal Rumble itself. So I can see why they, they didn't do it. But I think the Saturday pay-per-view schedule is going to be the norm. But – Enough of the WrestleMania, why they book shit on Saturdays. Let's get to our top five Royal Rumble matches of all time. What do you say? All right. All right. Well, I will let you uh, lead off. Uh, what is your fifth favorite Royal Rumble match of all time? All right. Looks like I must have written down. <laughs> I'm surprised with that fancy setup. You don't have like a third screen with like just your like notes written on it. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Quick side note, I'm actually thinking about taking some downsizing of my speakers, which will give me more room space on my desk. I will probably add a third monitor. So that's probably in works. <laughs> Goddamn, you spend so, more money doing this show than I do, and I'm fucking what runs it. I'm still, like, recording out of my kitchen. I can't pivot to a third screen because I've sit on these creaky-ass fucking kitchen table chairs that creak like the minute I move so I basically have to sit like I'm in the quiet place for like an hour while I'm doing this I can't make any noise <laughs> all right yeah, what's your okay. what's your fifth favorite Royal Rumble match so we got man Cause I feel it's like all the all the rumbles that I pick I like, so it's kind of hard for me just to be like, okay, I'm gonna. Okay, I'll do this. 2018's Royal Rumble, Shinsuke Nakamura that... won the match. Yeah, I would put that as number five, and I was the reason why that's gonna sit at me for number five is because everybody thought, oh shit, Roman's gonna come in and win the shit, and like I said. Around that time, every other fucking person who has won the shit has just been like, shit. And I'm like, I don't like this. When Shinsuke won, I was like, oh, damn. Are you serious? I wasn't expecting that. That, that one was uh, one that I was strongly considering. And I think you made a good point about Roman. I think mm-hmm. the backlash that he had gotten for like either winning or you know being there towards the end... I, you're right now, you're in prime. Everybody hates Roman Reigns, that time frame. So mm-hmm. it was nice to see somebody fresh win it. 
And like, yeah, yeah. I was totally rooting for Shinsuke. That was such a cool win. Yeah. We got a fresh WrestleMania matchup. I think, uh, although him and AJ's match at WrestleMania that year was a little lackluster, I think it could have been I better. I care for that match, yeah. yeah. That's a good one, though. That was a really good one. That yeah. was, like, under strong consideration from one of mine, but I just decided not to. Five. It's, I'm sitting it there. That's got to be five. That's a good match. Um, my number five is the 2020 Royal Rumble. That's the one where Lesnar starts out at number one. He's the WWE champion at the time. And I think he eliminates like 13 people in a row, which is the record. I mean, he tossed out like Keith Lee was in that Royal Rumble match. Like I thought for sure Keith Lee was going to make a run. He got rid of him. Big E was in there, which when I watch that today, I fucking miss Big E. Miss him being on WWE programming. Really do. I I, I didn't get to check him out, man. I want to see him. Yeah. Really miss Big E. I hope he gets. I hope he's able to come back. Miss the hell out. And the new day just doesn't seem to be the same. But uh, yeah, that's building up. Like Lesnar's eliminating all these people, and then uh, Drew McIntyre comes in, eliminates Lesnar, gets that huge pop, and then uh, that sets up Le- McIntyre and Lesnar for WrestleMania. And then of course McIntyre wins, and then he. Has that really good title run, but it just kind of gets shortchanged because it happens in the middle of a pandemic. And he never got to have his WrestleMania moment. Like, they, he beat Lesnar at the Performance Center. And, mm-hmm. and then, of course, the big thing to come out of this one was uh, I watched that Royal Rumble today, and when you hear, you think you know me, and you start to hear Alter Bridge, Metalingus playing throughout the... They had that at Minute Maid Park, right? I know it was in Houston. Yeah. And then you see Edge come out. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, every time I see that pop for him and his reaction to it, I still get goosebumps. That is probably the best return I've ever seen in wrestling, period. And that's the last time that I, I felt like a kid watching wrestling. I was so fucking excited when he came out. Uh, dude, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to replicate that again. I think the closest was when Austin at WrestleMania this year, because, like, Austin's my favorite wrestler of all time, but that was fucking incredible because, like, that came out of nowhere. I did not expect Edge to come back at all. Mm-mm, nobody did. And plus, like, the, the match itself was really good, too. And plus, it's nice seeing that somebody was. win, like McIntyre. Um. My number four, 2008 Royal Rumble. Okay. That's the one that's at Madison Square Garden. Seen in returns. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What I liked about it was, uh, first off, you got the first two guys, number one and number two, or Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, who were the last two guys in the previous Royal Rumble. To the all-time greats kicking it off. And I think they lasted like something like 25, 30 minutes in that. They did. And then, uh, of course, like the, being at Madison Square Garden, it's like, I don't know, there's, it's a different vibe. They don't run anything at Madison, like any big events at Madison Square Garden anymore, which sucks because I think it's just too small. Mm-hmm. And they can't really put their stage set up the way that they want. 
<clears throat> but it's always really cool. They have like it's just that different entryway. It's like you get the little screen, and then like they come out through that little narrow like walkway, and then like I the last person I expected to come out out the ramp at thirty was Cena because I think he was supposed to come back around Survivor Series when he tore his pec. Yeah, six months supposed to be out for six months. Came back in four. Yeah, that was crazy because I did like I thought for sure triple. Triple H was going to win that. And that's, I'm going in right into mine uh, for, this is my, this is my number four match as well. Simply because Cena fucking returned and the, the final three, Triple H, Batista, and John Cena, that, that was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think what's really good about Royal Rumbles is, when you get towards the end and like any one of the last four people has like a legitimate shot at winning. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time, those were the three biggest stars in the promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good no, one. Was, Evo- was evolution still around at that time or no? No, I think evolution had split up by then. Split. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, that was around the time when Triple H was still trying to put Batista over. Like, he was working with him, and he was he did get him over, too. Okay, that was around mm-hmm. that time. Yeah, that that one was really good. Um, well, what is, uh, what's your number three, then? So, my number three, actually, 1998 Royal Rumble. Austin wins his second Royal Rumble. I, and the person he beat, you know, I'm a rock guy, but still, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Ninety-eight. Um, I always get that one in two thousand and one confused because I, I did like the one where Austin, basically, they had the bounty on him, like basically, like everybody was gunning for him because he, I think he said he's gonna mm-hmm. stun everybody. They like basically he's talking shit like Steve Austin always did. And everybody was trying to, like, because I remember when he came out, he had to come in through the crowd. And, mm-hmm. like, everybody ganged up on him, and he eventually fought his way out of it. So, yeah, that's that's a good one, too. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to watch as many Royal Rumble matches as I could, but unfortunately I wasn't able to get through, like, a ton of them because there's, like, fucking 36 of them, I think. <laughs> And there's some, like, I just decided to skip totally, like, uh, some of the the mid, two, like, 2010s. I really skipped over a lot of them. So, uh, my number three is the 2007 Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, Taker and HBK started out the 2008 one. They finished off the 2007 Royal Rumble. Uh, that was also the first Royal Rumble to feature the winner at the number 30 spot. No one had ever won it at 30 until 2007. Who won that? That was The, Underta- the Undertaker won that because uh, I think he Undertaker went on to beat Edge that? at WrestleMania. Okay. It was Edge or Batista, one of the two. Can't, I can't remember if it was Edge or Batista that they beat. But yeah, they always talk about every year prior to that, like, oh, the number 30, such a, you know, you got the advantage, you get 30, and no one ever won at that spot until 2007. Plus, 
Taker and HBK were the last two in there, and like for a good fifteen minutes, man, it's just those two work so fucking well together. And it was like it was no different. It, I th- think that was like the uh, that was the early beginnings to set up eventually. I, 2008 really set it up, but, you know, it was kind of a foreshadowing things to come with them two at WrestleMania later on. But, yeah, that one was awesome. Like, just leading up to it was decent. There was some good stuff in there. But, man, having the last two guys in the Royal Rumble be arguably two of the top five all-time greats in the WWE was just, I don't know, at the still – being able to bring it. I mean, HBK was just on another level, but Taker was still really good, too. Oh, yeah. That's my number three. What do you got at number three? Oh, I just, I have one number three. So, we're on to your number two. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, number two, for me, is the 2001 Royal Rumble, which I just watched. This afternoon, because okay. I text you so about we, it. We got this. We're same number two. I text you about it, and I was like, fuck, this Royal Rumble is awesome. I, that's all I said. I said, this shit was high on my list. So we have a, say, that I that is staying on both of our lists, period. That's staying on there. That yeah. Something, I mean, Royal Rumble is fucking godlike. That one, that one was so good. And then when it got to be Kane... Austin and The Rock, I text you, and, like, when – because, like, all three of them were pretty much beat up. Like, Kane had been in there since I think he was number three. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Rock had just got put through a table by the big show, and Austin got beat up by Triple H, got busted open. (laughs) And then that that scene where, like, Austin, like, is in one corner, just beat to shit. The Rock's in the other corner, just beat to shit. They're trying to get their wits about him. Austin's got blood pouring off his face, and he just locks eyes on The Rock, and then The Rock's looking at him, and I'm like, oh, fuck, they're going at it. And then you see, like, Austin pull himself up, and then, like, The Rock's coming up, and like, oh, here we go. Like, that was just so fucking cool. And, like, it really shows, like, facial expressions really do pay off in professional wrestling. You could sell. one person. Who's that? Rikishi went on a tear. And that rink. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was number 30. He went on a tear. <laughs> Didn't care for Rikishi as a heel. I did. <laughs> I remember they did that Armageddon match where it was, uh, fuck, who was it in that cage match? It was, uh, it was pretty much every big WWE superstar. And I think it was in a hell in a cell for the title. It was Taker. Yeah, he got thrown off the roof. He got thrown off the kid. Yeah. It was Taker. Yeah. It was Taker, Rikishi, uh, The Rock, Angle. I want to say the fucking British Bulldog was in that too. I don't like him. I used to, I love the British Bulldog, but then when he came back, oh, you could tell he was in bad shape. I didn't like him. I hated his braids too. <laughs> oh, That's why what? I didn't like him. I was a big British Bulldog fan as a kid. I was so pissed off as a kid when Shawn Michaels beat him at the Royal Rumble, which that really? that one almost made my list too, the 94 one, where uh, basically it perfected the let's tease. You're almost eliminated by hanging on the top rope and your feet are dangling just above the, like the floor. 
That's the first time you'd really seen that in full effect. <laughs> and Bulldog thought he won, and then Michaels came back and tossed him over the top rope. <laughs> so number two is the, the 2001 Royal Rumble for you? Yep, same one. All right, well, what is number one? So, for pure, well, because I love the match too, second you can't read the shirt. This is a precursor. Who the fuck the fuck number one is? <laughs> 1997 Royal Rumble. Austin fucking cheated his ass off and won that match. He got fucking eliminated. The refs didn't see. He's like, uh-uh, I'm getting my ass back in the ring. <laughs> Started threw the motherfuckers out. The ref gets in. He looked over like, oh, no, I see him. That's it. Ring the bell. I was like, are you fucking serious right now? Oh, yeah. That uh, that kicked off. I uh, love that match. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I, I will never forget the, the thing where he stood up on the, the top corner and he held his, uh, Hand up like he was reading a, a watch, waiting for somebody yeah, to come out. What the fuck time? Like, I just he whooped everybody's ass. Yeah, then, like, when he did that, I think that's when Bret Hart came out. Yeah. That one, I I liked the ending of it, but I don't care for that one as much as some of the other ones because that had a shit ton of jobbers in it. They are bringing in guys from AAA who I'd never yeah. heard of. And then they had uh, Mil Mascaris was in that. He was, like, a, a legendary... Uh, Mexican Lucha Libre wrestler. And then he, like, mm-hmm. for some reason, like, jumps out off the top rope outside of the ring onto somebody and just eliminates himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently I was listening to a podcast. Uh, I think it's something to wrestle with, the Bruce Pritchard one that he does. And I guess mm-hmm. apparently Bill Mascaris didn't want to get thrown out by anybody, so that's how he eliminated himself. And just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think... The ending was great, and any time you got Brett and Austin and anything together, that was pure gold. But, like, that one I don't like as much because there's there's not a lot of star power in that one besides yeah, Austin yeah. Taker and uh, Brett. And then I guess Vader, to an extent, was, like, kind of a big deal. But I know – He was kind of tailing off, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was still kind of, like, in the upper echelon of the – of, like – heel wrestlers, but he wasn't quite up there. And then, like, two, you lost Michaels and Sid because they were the main event, so you kind of lost a big name from that era, too. And this is when the WWE was kind of hurting for star power, too. So that kind of – they were in that rebuild mode, which then, I mean, eventually, like, the year later pays off dividends. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, from that one, like, I can – like, that's one that I fast-forward quite a bit. Um, I know for me, my favorite Royal Rumble of all time is the one that kind of has uh, some fond memories. It's the first pay-per-view I ever got, the 1992 Royal Rumble. Yeah, Fa- I had a vibe that was the number one. <laughs> favorite one of all time. The stakes couldn't have been higher. It was for the WWE, WWF title at the time. Uh, Ric Flair won. Mm-hmm. Bobby Heenan on commentary, throwing a f- 100 miles an hour for that entire hour. Blatantly a heel announcer rooting for Ric Flair, 
got zingers like uh, when Piper helps out Ric Flair. He says it's not a skirt, it's a kilt. And then like five minutes later, Piper ends up hitting Ric Flair. He calls it a skirt again. Heenan was just on fire that night. Uh, I was talking to Lucas about this earlier. That 92 Rumble made me think about some of the shit. Like, Hogan was kind of a heel even when he was a face because he helped Ric Flair win the Royal Rumble in 92 Mm -hmm. because he was fucking crying because Sid threw him over the top rope and he ends up yanking on Sid's arm and then Flair just finishes the job and throws Sid over the top rope and wins. (laughs) <laughs> like goddamn Hogan like are you that fucking sore of a loser like and he did that shit all the time as a face he'd scratch people in the eyes and fucking hit people with chairs and shit and just I don't know I guess people loved him for it back then and then I guess kind of grew stale when he went to WCW but I, I think that one just purely because Ric Flair won I think it was the right call. Uh, I hate that it didn't eventually lead to Hogan and Flair at WrestleMania. It should have. Although I think, mm-hmm. I think Macho Man and uh, Flair was a very, very good co-main event. But it should have been Hogan and Flair at WrestleMania that year. Uh, yeah. And then, like, yeah, Heenan, his commentary, that's probably the best, like, the best, called heel like announcer match of all time like him just like he is on fire during that and I think I know some people like Jerry uh, Lawler and Jim Ross I'm a little bit more partial to Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon Uh, then I got that awesome Ric Flair promo at the end after he wins the title I just I don't know it just all that and then like the stakes being for the title they only did that one other time. That was when they had made Roman Reigns defend the title at the Royal Rumble against mm-hmm. everybody else, which was pretty good, but not on par with the 92 one. And plus, I was texting uh, Lucas about this. That Royal Rumble match, the 92 one had Ric Flair, probably most people all will consider him a top five all time. Hulk Hogan. Most people consider him probably top five all time. Had Macho Man Randy Savage. Most people have him at least in their top ten of all time. Had Rowdy Roddy Piper. Most people probably have him in the top ten, fifteen of all time. Had Jake the Snake Roberts. Had the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Had Sid was in that. Uh, Just the who's who of the WWE was in that match. Wasn't the Bushwhackers in there for like point three seconds? I don't. I think that was ninety one when they the did 91? that. Yeah. And it, it too, like with uh, ninety going into ninety two, it just proves how great that Royal Rumble was because the following year was the ninety three Rumble, and that's the one where Yokozuna won, and that to me is one of the worst Royal Rumbles of all time. Because mm-hmm. it ended up being Macho Man against Yokozuna, and like you know who's gonna fucking win this. Yeah. So, are we going to culminate with this with the ultimate top five? Yeah, we got we're to. Gonna... All right. Um, so, we agreed that 2001 is going to be on here for both of us, right? 
I would say this. So me and you actually had two of them that were on that were both on our list. That was two thousand and one and two thousand and eight, right? Yeah, two thousand one, two thousand and eight. So those those are automatically gonna be on. So we're really working with three spots. Okay. Well, I'm gonna fight to the end for ninety two. I think ninety two is the best of all time. I mean, like that that Royal Rumble has meant more in terms of like the ultimate prize than any other Royal Rumble in history. And I'm going to have to probably go with uh, one that you left out, 2018. <laughs> I, I would be okay with 18. 18 was really good, and 18 was very close to getting put on my list. I actually wanted to go, was 2018 the first, the first women's Royal Rumble? Was that 19? Yeah, that was the first. Because those first two women's matches were really good, too. Because, uh, eight, yeah, 18, Asuka won, right? Yeah. And then, of course, they killed her momentum at WrestleMania. And in 19, it was Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Was that 20 when she... No, that was 20 when Bianca Belair won. Becky won 19, yeah, I yeah, think. Cause she got, yeah, because she got fucked over. That's right. And then she ended up winning at the next one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Those first few women's matches were really good, too. And I was really strongly considering putting one of them in my top five, too. I'll give you 18. 18's really good. Yeah, I, I want, we can put 18 on there. Okay, so we've got 92, 2018, 2008... And we've got 2001. So, uh, I don't know. Like, so we got four. Who who were your other ones again? So I had, you know, I had 97. And then my last one I had was 98 when Austin won a second rumble. Okay. I will say I can't. I can't do 97. I mean, as cool as no, that was, Austin cheating to win. 97. We won't do 97. Yeah, that the one. The reason why I said that's on there for pure comedic relief, that ending yeah. is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, so would you say that uh, 98's better than 2007, where we had Taker winning his first one? He came in at 30, didn't he? Yeah. That's the one where the final two were Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. And we also got 2020 on the board, too. That's where Edge comes back to that enormous pop. 2007 Royal Rumble. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually pulling this uh, matchup real quick. Jog my memory. Let's get that muted out real quick. Okay. Wait, that's 2008. <laughs> I didn't want 2008. I want 2007. Uh, seven Royal Rumble full match. Here we go. It suddenly came in at number two. I'm not why. Okay. So who was the the who was in the end at, in 2007? Okay, yeah, Taker. Okay. Ah. Was this this one? Okay, so he went, Taker went on a rampage. I, I remember this. Because Randy Orton, this is when he was like the legend killer and shit. I remember this. Yeah, because uh, I think that was, they set up him and Foley. No, it wasn't him and Foley. It was uh, Foley and The Rock against uh, Evolution minus Triple H that WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. 
You know what? We could put this on the list. All right, so we've got 92, 2001, 2007, 2008, and nine, what was it, 98? Or No, okay, hold on. So we have, we got 2008, 2001, 2018, okay. 92, and 2007. Okay. Well, I think it's pretty unanimous that 2001 is going to be number one or number two. 2001 is number one. Okay. <laughs> That's number one. Um, <laughs> I would say probably number five would have to be 2018 simply because Shinsuke never went to the next level after that. Nope, he did not. And he I'm is. Fine with that. I'm fine with that being number five. Because he's, yeah, he never took the next step. He's. I like Shinsuke. I've always been a fan of his. I even like a lot of his Japanese stuff. I think it's a shame how he gets used in WWE, but they never, he is an upper mid card wrestler at best, and he never took that next step. So, well, they say he killed his momentum when he dropped Cena on his neck. That's why. I think if him and AJ would have tore the house down at WrestleMania, I think that would have been forgiven. Because, I mean, Cena really wasn't in the WWE yeah, as he, much. He said fine, yeah. He was like, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's just kind of like dirt cheap bullshit because, I mean, Cena was essentially a part-timer by then. and Yeah, I think if mm-hmm. Nakamura and AJ would have torn the house down at WrestleMania, which they should have. I mean, the two had had an awesome – I think they wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom one year. But, yeah, it, it never amounted to anything for Shinsuke. It kind of sucked. Yeah, it didn't. Um, so that's our number five. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write that down. So what are we looking at for number four? Oh. I would be inclined to do 2007. I was going 2007 or 2008. Yeah, I think one of them two would be perfectly fine. And then the yeah. other one could be flip flopped. Yeah, that's what I was going with that. Um, I would say I would go two thousand and seven would be number four. Man, I don't know that's tough because essentially I'm arguing between the final two being Taker and HBK versus Cena's big return. I'd almost say put two thousand and eight at number four. Because I, I don't really remember a lot outside of the return of Cena. Mm-hmm. And I put 2007 at number three because that last, just Taker and Michaels going at it for like the last half of that match is fantastic. And you never see that shit in the Royal Rumble. Like just, no, you don't. Just two like legends just battling it out like that. And it was, I mean, it kept you on the edge of your seat. So we'll go 2018 number five. Number four would be the 2008 Royal Rumble. 2007 would be number three. So now it's basically. We already know how that's going to go. I, we, we got okay. 92 is, 92 is number two. 2001 is one. Personally, I think 
in terms of being the better match, told the better story, I think 2000 or 1992 is the better one simply because it – but, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't fucking – don't throw me on the fire yet. But in terms of the sheer entertainment value, I would say 2001 because, like, I got fired up that – the last part of that Royal Rumble. I, I wish it would have boiled down to The Rock and Austin, but then I think they were kind of foreshadowing – them at WrestleMania in two months. Plus, Kane was just the fucking workhorse of that. Like, you never see a big guy last that long in the Royal Rumble. You got to think about this. The age you were in 92 was the age I was in 2001. So that is my 91. That is my 92 Royal Rumble. Yeah. That's why I'm putting that at one. That match was nuts. I'm okay. I'm okay with '92 being the second best and 2001 being the best, because I think if there's anything that I that kind of works against '92 a little bit is I really wish that they wouldn't have made Hogan be the one that helps Sid get eliminated. I think Sid helping. Flair eliminate Hogan would have been a little bit better storytelling. Now, if that would have been the case, I would say without a shadow of a doubt, 92 would, 2001 doesn't have a case against 92, but the fact that Sid is the one that gets fucked over, not Hogan, mm-hmm. that would probably be my, my only drawback. And plus I'll truth be told when it was just Kane and Austin in the end, and basically Austin is just, leveling fucking Kane with everything that he could throw at him and Kane won't go out won't go over and then he has to basically like run off the ropes, clotheslines him, puts him on the top rope. But I was like, okay, that's a fucking cool way to finish the Royal Rumble. <laughs> All right. So just to recap, we've got two thousand and eighteen at number five. That's won by Shinsuke Nakamura. Two thousand and eight is our number four pick. That's won by John Cena. Number three is 2007, won by The Undertaker, which kind of hard to believe that's the only Royal Rumble he won. Yeah. We've got the 92 Royal Rumble at number two. That's won by Ric Flair, who won the WWF Championship at that Royal Rumble. And then our number one greatest Royal Rumble match of all time is the 2001 Royal Rumble, won by Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with that list. Oh my! That I think that's I think that out of all of our lists, I think that's like the best one that we've done. Yeah, I think I think there's some that we may have forgotten. Like uh, I wanted to include uh, 2004. That's the one where Chris Benoit started at number one and went the distance. But I don't know, man. Just I watching it was a good match, but like I can't. I can. I I have to separate the performer from the person. But just sometimes I have trouble doing that, and this was a case. I, just, I, I was watching him the whole time, like, man, he what he'd done. Like, I couldn't focus on just the match itself. Plus, for the most part, that Ben Wall just kind of lurks in the shadows through most of that match, too. He Orton does all the heavy lifting in that. Orton's phenomenal mm-hmm. in that 2004 Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And that's the one where Foley comes back. Because uh, Foley... Foley beats up Test, and then Foley ends up taking Test's spot, and then he ends up knocking Orton out of the Royal Rumble. And that leads to The Rock 
and Foley against Evolution at that WrestleMania. And then, yeah, like I said, we forget, I, the women's Royal Rumble matches, the Bel Air win, the uh, Oscar win's pretty good. Didn't really care for Charlotte. That one where Ronda Rousey won, like, that's probably the worst Royal Rumble of all time. I fucking hate that Royal Rumble. Uh, Charlotte. <laughs> I will take the Charlotte win over the Ronda Rousey win. Like, last year's Royal Rumble was a fucking shit show. I hated that whole event except for the, the first match, which was Rollins against Roman. That was fantastic. That that Royal Rumble pay-per-view as a whole was fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Hated it. My son watched it. He is that Royal Rumble sucked. And he like he's it was ten. He didn't fucking know any better. He's like, that Royal Rumble sucked. I'm like, yeah, it did, son. Now let's go to bed. Um <laughs> We gotta wrap this up, but uh real quick before we go, real quick prediction. Who wins the Royal Rumble this year? Women's and men's. Who? Women's Royal Rumble and men's Royal Rumble. Who you picking? Women, easily. I think Rhea Ripley's going to fucking win it. Do I want her to win it? I don't know. I'm on the fence. I think she's going to win it. Men's, I don't want Cody Rose to win it, but I think Cody Rose is going to win it. Wild card, I could see Zami Zayn winning it or some random motherfucker. <laughs> and I hope Booker T makes Otis. one I just want to see one spin a Rooney. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would totally be cool with Booker T making an appearance. I mean, that, he's still wrestling right now. He can still go. Yeah, he's still wrestling right now. He still look good. Too. <laughs> um, I'm predicting. I think the women's will either be Rhea to set up Rhea and Bianca at WrestleMania, which I think that match needs to happen. Or Becky Lynch Bianca wins the Royal Rumble. Too. I need Bianca to to, to win. Yeah, um, I think Becky Lynch could be a. Uh, would be a close second, although I don't think she needs it as much as Rhea. Rip, Rhea Ripley's had a fantastic 2022, and I think mm-hmm. she needs to be rewarded by winning the Royal Rumble. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Rhea or Becky, uh, men's Cody or The Rock. Uh yeah yeah that's okay. He fall into my random motherfucking category. Well, when you say random motherfucker, I'm expecting like Otis or. Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> okay, so the Rock and the Rock, random motherfuckers like the random motherfucker. <laughs> Barry Horowitz is coming back to win the Royal Rumble. And fucking Santino or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Santino and the Cobra, your 2023 Royal Rumble winner. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this one. It's great having you on. Uh, don't know what we're doing next week yet. So uh, follow us on socials. We're at on Twitter, Couch Row Podcast. On Twitter, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're on the Instagram, too, even on the TikTok. Follow us on all the socials. Get all the latest show updates. Find out what's happening in Couch Potato Universe. So until next Tuesday, we will talk to you guys later. Wait, wait, wait. Well, oh, my, you know what, though? I might actually go stream Royal Rumble right now on WWE. Marathon. Marathon the Royal Rumble. It's on the cock. You can see every single Royal Rumble on the cock. Get your cock hard by watching the Royal Rumble. Get ready for next Saturday night. Twitch, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, like I said, follow us on socials. Get all the latest show updates. Will is going to leave us now to watch the Royal Rumble on the Peacock or the cock, whatever you prefer. So we will talk to you guys 
next Tuesday.